Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. Such a pleasure today to be here with Robin Elander, Executive Director of Downtown Santa Barbara. And uh, this is another conversation. We've we've talked a few times. It's always great to uh, talk to you and get your window and expertise and perspective into downtown and State Street and Santa Barbara. So we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about today. First off, how are you doing today? Robin. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Josh. Great to see you again. Yeah, thank you. Um, so let's just dive right in. State Street. What is the health of State Street right now in terms of restaurants, retail? There's a lot going on. We have restaurants leaving recently. Obviously, there's a lot of conversation trying to take care of all this stuff. But from your perspective, give me sort of a, an update on the health of State Street right now. You know, we're, we're in a really exciting time for State Street in the downtown area. There's a lot of things emerging and changing and coming out of the woodwork um, that some people know about, some people don't. Um, and it's, you know, a, it's been a bit of a tumultuous time post-pandemic to kind of really get back up to speed and you know, there's a lot of factors at bay with um, our community, but that the health of State Street is is quite good despite a lot of challenges, um, really overall. Um, there is always a changes with downtown businesses in any community. And so there's always sometimes people going out and sometimes people going in. And so you're always going to see some of that. Um, and we have that certainly going on in our community. Right. So there's been a lot of talk about outdoor dining, as we know, and this idea of creating a, a separate bike lane on State Street and you know, how that affects retail and pedestrians. So let's start with outdoor dining. Okay. What is the state of outdoor dining? We know 500 block is super successful. There's a lot of people down there, but is outdoor dining working right now? Or are we in the best place we've been so far since this started? Can you talk to me about how things are going? You know, really good question. So um, outdoor dining on State Street, whether it's in um, Parklet on State Street Park uh, proper, um, an outdoor dining facility, or if it's on one of the side uh, side streets, or if businesses elected to do it in a parking uh, lot that was adjacent to their space, all of those have been really critical for business, um, not only through the pandemic, but afterward. And it's something that the community has really liked. They, they're gravitating more to being outside still. We live in a beautiful community and it's, it's really pretty crazy that we didn't have as much outdoor dining um, before. And so um, the, the health of outdoor dining is, is really quite good. And it's um, something that I think we're going to see downtown for, for many years to come. And what about retail? So there's a lot of perspectives on this. We know that the studies or the surveys that the city of Santa Barbara has done has said most people really love outdoor dining. And it feels that way just from my conversations with people going downtown, talking to people. But there is a perspective out there from people who say that we're ignoring other types of restaurants, such as retail. Can you talk about your experience? Because obviously downtown Santa Barbara doesn't just deal with restaurants. You, you you deal with everyone. So what is the the temperature of retail as it relates to what's going on? 
Well, a uh, really good question. We recently started a, a retail working group, um, a committee that works particularly with shops and boutiques downtown. And we have a lot of new initiatives um, supporting our downtown retail community. And actually one that is starting uh, next week, it's called Shop Timber. And so we have uh, 16 different local um, boutiques and shops that are kind of in and around downtown. And we're doing a, a kickoff uh, launch party um, on the 18th that's um, highlighting all of these different places. And then there's a map um, and kind of a, a coordinated group uh, sales um, and special perks and offers at all of these different retailers. And so it's been a coming together, similarly to the way the restaurant community has. And so they're really working together to create collaborative initiatives that not only support each other, but bring new business to downtown. And so there's, um, there's a growing number of small boutique type of retailers, um, some that have expanded here locally and some that are actually doing so well that they're setting up shop in other communities as well. So one of those is um, Asher Market and another um, is uh, Domicile is, is really doing some really special curating with um, local artisans that they're doing in the Victoria Court area. And so that is expanding, um, and there's really quite a number of thriving um, shops. I think when it comes to the perspective on retail downtown, you know, there there are, as we all know, there's a number of quite large vacant spaces, and that's because, you know, these boutiques, they don't need that level of space. Um, and so that is kind of this misnomer of how well retail is doing in terms of these like specialty shops. So you're seeing some of those vacancies, but around the corner, there's actually a really great thriving shop that has a community that um, frequents it. That said, um, I, I did go to the uh, state of the county um, and and there we do have in terms of our other um, surrounding areas um, less uh, uh, tax base essentially coming into the city in terms of uh, dollar figures and statistics on um, retail. And that really it kind of makes sense in part because of our high high cost of living and um, all of those things. So people only have so many dollars extra to spend um, on local retail elements. But those that have, um, we have a lot of thriving shops, um, believe it or not, and they are going to be showcased particularly next week in this Shoptember campaign. And I encourage everybody to come out and enjoy it. There's a uh, a shop and stroll event of coordinated um, boutiques on the 23rd of September from 1, one to 5. Okay. Well, it's got a great name. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Glad you enjoy it. So bicycles on State Street, you know, and it's sort of I, I know that you can't speak for for everybody, but you do talk to all of these different groups. So you're more connected than anyone else. And I know that the perspectives from people are all over the place. But do downtown merchants want people to be able to ride their bikes, their electric bicycles? on state street do they care is this just a 
political thing that a few people complain about that gets a lot of attention. Uh, what what does downtown the merchants say about electric bikes on State Street? The merchants really want it to be a safe experience for people to enjoy uh, downtown and not feel uh, threatened by a fast moving bike or et cetera. And so they really want the bikes to be contained and operating at a safe speed. Um, there's a mix in terms of if downtown businesses really want bikes or not bikes, but really at the end of the day, they do agree on they want a, a safe experience and they also want a lot of customers. What has been proven is that there, um, and there's been surveys about this, not only locally, but further afield, is that um, bicyclists are coming down um very frequently to downtown and they don't always spend the the larger dollar figure all at once but they are a frequent user so they're going to restaurants they're going to shops and they're buying something small that they can put in their backpack or on their pannier and they are a major contributor to our downtown economy so we do want to create a situation that makes really good sense uh, for bikes, pedestrians, and business. And so we're looking to figure out ways to do that. And I think um, having them in a designated bike lane separated from pedestrians um, with with gaps so that there's easy access to the businesses um, and have it be creatively designed so that it's an inviting space, I think is the best way to go. So do you like the idea the council recently came up with, which was separated bike lanes? Is I that do. What I think it's the best case scenario to um, kind of mitigate this issue that we've been having um, and all of the concerns of our community. And it, it makes good sense. We we started this uh, promenade and it was just done as a kind of a, a makeshift situation. And so we tried certain versions. Those versions didn't work. Um, but so having it as a coordinated space for the entirety of the promenade, I think really uh, makes more sense. Yeah. What about the other things the the city was talking about? The shuttle, some sort of golf cart or tram on State Street and yeah. maybe separate block or separate drop-offs? by the Granada. What are your thoughts on those ideas? Yeah, really good question. Um, that We are always hearing from locals and visitors alike that they want a way to move from the harbor, the waterfront area, in and around downtown, and so that they can see and access and not walk the entirety of the area, so that they can park once and explore downtown. And so, the um, South Coast Chamber of Commerce, the city, and um, our organization, and Visit Santa Barbara, we recently uh, started a, a trolley, a four-day trolley um, initiative, and this was kind of based on the fact that we kept hearing that, and so we didn't think that vehicle could um, was appropriate to go through State Street at the time, um, but having we continue to hear that people want. Um, a size appropriate uh, vehicle to go through State Street. And so I do think um, whether it goes the entirety of the way, I think that's kind of something that can be tested. Um, but I do think that it's something that the community really seems to want. 
and it would be a valuable contribution to this this greater downtown kind of mobility element because people want to be able to hop on, see what's happening, park once, and um, uh, you know go with their family or friends on this. And I think people really enjoyed that electric shuttle in the past, and we just need to come up with a way that it makes sense for today's uh, use. Yeah, you know. Rand, Mayor Randy Rouse, Council Member Eric Friedman, we're talking about, well, just do a couple of blocks that are that are car free and then open up the rest of cars. In your interactions with restaurant owners and retailers and key stakeholders, is there interest in in having cars back on State Street, whether it's a few blocks or or all the blocks or or no, that that ship has sailed? That's a good question. It's it's a mix. Um, there's different user groups that um, have different opinions on this, but I think the underlying collective notion is that we really need to create um, an economically vibrant downtown that has uh, a sense of place. And so some of these elements that recently came out of the State Street Advisory Group and Master Plan of various different kind of hub spaces or um, separate destinations within the the um, downtown area. I think that's the key to making all of this work, plus finding the mobility elements that work well with each of these spaces. And so I don't know that it yet, um, I think it's emergent if it makes sense to have a shuttle go through the entirety of what is the current existing promenade. It may make sense to go through sections of it, come off and around. It's hard to say yet. I think we need to examine more things and check out more data points on some of these elements. But I think um, a lot of people are really sharing that they want to have a pedestrian focused experience. And so that is kind of the key that the State Street Advisory and the council, and I think the city is going with, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have any mobility or cars. And so I think that we're trying to figure out what that um, proper combination is. And if it's temporal, because there could be some elements, it could be either seasonal or it could be per day, and it can be tested out um, as to how to how to go about this. So I think that whether it's it's not an all or nothing situation, I think we've got to have the proper design elements as it relates to mobility and make sure that it relates to the economic impact that we're trying to create, because we really got to get more pedestrians, particularly because you can't shop while you're in your car, right? Kind of, I mean, you can pick something up, but you can't really shop while you're in your car or really while you're on your bike. So we want to create spaces where people are inviting spaces where people want to have an experience that they get off their whatever vehicle they're approaching on, and then they're enjoying the space, frequenting the space, um, exploring, shopping, et cetera, and then having a way to get around and do all the things that they want to do. So that's the kind of combination. And that's not an all or nothing. Let's just have a shuttle or let's just have cars. Those are really nuanced elements that we need to work out. Yeah. Yeah. 
taking a lot of uh, uh, involvement from a lot of different groups to make it happen. And everyone's working on it. I wanted to ask you about a couple of restaurants that left lately, uh, Patsy's uh, and uh, Opie's, both restaurants, one on the 1100 block, 500 block. And, you know, it's another restaurant closing, two more restaurants closing. Do you know anything about why they closed and, and what's, what happens now? I know it's up to the property owners to try to get somebody in there. That's not your job, but um, when something like that happens, what's, what's the reaction of, of the, the downtown Santa Barbara and what happens? Right. Well, of course, no one ever wants to see a business close. Um, we want every business to be as successful and thriving as possible. But unfortunately, that's just not the case. Every business has a different way of interacting with their clients, a different way that they uh, exude sort of their vibe and everything like that. And so sometimes, unfortunately, if a business does go out, it creates an opportunity for someone to come in that um, has something that's more that the community wants. And so what I did see with those two spaces um, is while they were really um, well-received by quite a number of people, they just didn't have um, the clientele to uh, support a thriving business. Um, and so we really feel bad that they weren't able to kind of find that momentum. Um, but we did do quite a number of things to kind of support each of those folks. But um, they're, they're, type, they're similar type of businesses and they, there also are some similar options for them um, in close proximity. And so sometimes that close proximity to other businesses doesn't work well when you have a similar product. And so we really uh, need to be looking at um, trying to recruit something that is not so similar to what's next door. So for example, Paxty's um, is, you know, deep uh, dish pizza place, but it's across the street from another place that also sells beer and uh, pizza. Mm -hmm. And so there's that. And then the same situation was the case for um, Opie's. You have Don McCallie Pizzeria across the street, um, and they have a, a long-term tradition of many different places around the world, and they're very well-received. And so you kind of find that sometimes people accidentally or purposely set up next to somebody, but the result is sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of charcoal crust uh, pizza dough anyway, but it works. A lot of people really did like it, um, <laughs> and we will miss them because they were really great contributors to our community. But we do have now a space that um, is possible for someone else to explore a business opportunity. And usually restaurant spaces do not stay open long uh, because they're already set up and catered um, for a restaurant tour to quickly move in there. And that's usually one of the hardest things for a new business to, you know, have to build out a space. And so that really, I, there's actually been a number of businesses kind of waiting to find a space like this that I'm aware of. And so we'll see um, what we might be able to concoct uh, very soon. Yeah. I want to ask you about some alternative types of businesses downtown. I know that 
I don't think it's there anymore, but for a while there was that virtual reality place on Haley Street, and uh, that was kind of cool. It was like the corner of Haley and State, and then, of course, the axe throwing on the 400 block. And I read a story in the LA Times the other day about how pickleball pickleball might save the Santa Monica 4th Street promenade or something downtown, and I'm wondering, will, will State Street ever just sell out to pickleball because we know people <laughs> play pickleball um what what's the future for those sort of experiential type destinations yeah well experiential is where it's at um every downtown needs extraordinary diverse activations and opportunities not only in businesses but also in the public realm and that creates a sense of space that you want to enjoy and so that's something that our organization prides ourselves in doing quite a lot of. And so we we put on um, many different activations. And actually, this month, we have um, salsa dancing, free salsa dance on the, on the street from 5 to 6, and then after open dancing. So that's every um, Wednesday for the next two weeks. And then into October, every Wednesday, we have um, country line dancing in front of uh, Night Lizard initiated so do we want pickleball sure we'll take some pickleball on state street um and some of the surrounding areas i think that'd be a lot of fun um we also have rock the block block parties we have um uh holiday initiatives coming up as well as some um halloween uh trick-or-treat events and the city is actually doing something really special in collaboration with us um it's going to be coming out soon it's uh, an adopt the block um, Halloween kind of event. And so there'll be um, different blocks of State Street that community organizations can decorate. And it'll culminate in a community event where families can come out and trick or treat um, at the businesses on the 28th of the month from three to six, along with some music and all, all kinds of like community resources. And so you know, pickleball, I'm open to exploring it. Um, and I think that there's just so many different things that we can do to further um, activate and create sense of place downtown, which which kind of furthers the um, economic development as well as just people's um, enjoyment of a public space. Yeah. I want to ask you about Paseo Nuevo, right? So it's not your group. Right. You're, I, I don't, you can tell me what house downtown Santa Barbara interfaces with Paseo Nuevo, but we have this little downtown within the overall downtown. We have Paseo Nuevo Mall and sure. there's a lot of activity there. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's, you know, retail comes and goes and all that, but there are people there. Uh, what is going on with Paseo Nuevo and to the degree that your organization interfaces with them? Um, what are the possibilities for that space? Uh, a really good question. There's there's so many possibilities for that space, and there's uh, it's under new management, so it's changed hands uh, several times recently. And I think the new hands that are in are really in good hands. They're they're local. Um, there's a one of the key investors or uh, people involved um, is from here, and so they want to make sure that it remains a space that is beloved by our community and they also have experience in other investments 
um, and places like Rodeo Drive. And so they know how to elevate um, a experience for uh, the community. And so I think we're going to be seeing uh, a lot of different uh, things happening there. Uh, we recently had our their new um, marketing manager at one of our marketing meetings, and they were excited to share all kinds of different programming that they're doing um, from here into the holidays and beyond. That's um, one of the things that they're also exploring is doing um, a beer garden right in the Paseo um, open space, um, kind of a, a experiential along with um, music, etc. And so these are all things that I think are really positive that, that the community, like when people really care about a space, that's when more is going to happen. And so I think the people who are investing in this space and kind of expanding it, they, they care about Santa Barbara and our downtown community. Of course, it would be incredible if we can figure out a way to have multi-use spaces in some of the, not only the San Nuevo buildings, but the other um, vacant buildings throughout downtown and turn what we can into housing. There are a number of projects that are underway that are paving the way for this kind of situation, but it is it is hard to do and it's slow moving. And I know that so many people want housing yesterday. Um, and so I know that the the city, as well as the community, is exploring those the larger spaces, such as Macy's and others, to see if that is possible. Yeah, that Macy's building is just so so prominent, and mm -hmm, nothing, nothing mm -hmm. is going on there. Of course, we almost had that roller rink or whatever was going to go. Right, in. right. That, that didn't pan out. So, do you have any thoughts on this hotel housing situation? You mentioned housing. That some of the developers I've talked to said um, we can't build housing downtown because we can't get the density that we need. So the city needs to change the rules. And then they proposed a hotel and then planning commissioners get involved and say, um, we don't need another hotel. We need housing. And so they feel sort of stuck um, from your perspective, from, from a business perspective, um, is hotel good? Is hotel better than nothing? Uh, what's your position on hotels downtown if it's easier for a developer to do a hotel should we should we just let them or how do, how do we deal with the housing hotel clash really good question both are excellent uh types of uses to have in a downtown area both contribute to the local economy both create foot traffic both create uh opportunities for people to work and live um, our community really needs housing, and so that should be prioritized, yet it's not always going to work. And it is something that I think we, our community is going to grapple with, and wherever we can have local housing, that is going to make sense in terms of just the, the greater good of our community. That said, a hotel is also a really significant contributor to a community and um, it contributes to the TOT tax, which further invests in our community. It contributes to jobs. It contributes to the local uh, people coming in to shop at retail uh, spaces and or go to dinner and go to our cultural institutions. So there's pros, uh, significant pros to both. 
um, but we we have a significant housing shortage. We don't have a hotel shortage. Um, and so I think that we need to, where wherever we can, create conditions and incentives to support housing. Yeah. And I guess every spot is unique, right? Like for some places, it just doesn't make sense to do housing. It's just too small. But other places, the, the Drift Hotel, which went into the Scientology building, mm-hmm. That seems like a good model because it's a little bit of a coffee shop and bar and they actually just kind of uh, renovated the building. So it went from being offices to hotel rooms. So sometimes it works and other times, you know, it would be better to see sort of housing there. Jim Cannell's project, I think he proposed housing and then that went away, but he may not get a hotel project approved now. So it's very sort of uh, sort of common. Sometimes people make um, changes along the way once they find, you know, elements of the financial the way it pencils out. It does it does change the longer you wait to kind of get a project in. Sometimes, you know, the investors associated with it, things change, and so it's not it's not always just like completely straightforward and sometimes when the planning commission or others or um make changes sometimes you can make those changes and have it all um configure out to make the investment part of it work um and sometimes it's not that easy to do so people have to make changes along the way and you know we have to create policies and conditions at the city level which i know they're trying to do but to open those doors and streamline processes as much as possible so that, you know, wherever possible we can have housing, but, you know, of course we don't want to squash economic development projects in general. So finding that balance. And I I think our community is grappling with that issue right now, for sure. Yeah. Can you talk about downtown Santa Barbara and what your organization does? I know as a journalist, I'll reach out to you and I'll send you that text. I need a quote. And hey, now, what's happening, right? <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're really good at the media and you're responsive. Um, there's also the South Coast Chamber of Commerce, which is also focused on some of these issues. Um, what what exactly is the parameters of downtown Santa Barbara? What do you do that's that's unique in this community? Well, thank you for asking. So our organization started over 50 years ago. It's a nonprofit organization that supports um, and promotes the business improvement district. So the the boundaries of that district are Sola to Gutierrez and Chapala to Anacapa. So that's those businesses in that area pay into the district on their business license fee that goes to the city and then ultimately comes to us for a large slate of benefits that we provide to those businesses, mostly having to do with marketing, promotion, uh, events, activations, and various kind of uh, networking opportunities and and advocacy, advocacy and kind of connective tissue elements that sort of make a downtown tick. So, um, we work with about 1,700 businesses in that downtown core that I, I spoke of there. We are looking at a number of ways that are currently underway to expand the district into um, the funk zone and to the beach to create more um, resources to ultimately support 
um, the diverse things that need to be done downtown. And so we're we're working uh, in collaboration um, in many ways with the chamber on some of those those elements in collaboration with the city and our our business community. But the, in terms of what specifically our organization does now, we have a really robust website that has all of our businesses listed. We have significant social media campaigns. Um, we put out a, a weekly e-newsletter about all the things that are happening downtown. We have an event calendar of what's happening downtown. And then we um, have about five different key committees that we collaborate and we um, do things to further downtown impact. So one is a, that retail working group that I shared. Um, another is the food and beverage committee. We also um, have an economic development and um, uh, property owner committee where we're working on special initiatives to bring more business and streamline processes to downtown. We have a marketing committee, um, and then we have kind of an, uh, regular board meetings that people can attend to learn more about what's happening. So lots of different opportunities. Um, but first Thursday, Art Walk is one of the events that we produce for approximately about 15 years now. And so that that's a continuous growing initiative amongst many others. So produ event production marketing is our key areas. We used to do um, maintenance and operations, but the city has taken that that those elements over and um, we're we always are kind of working with them to let people know how to go about um, making requests in those type of spaces. Yeah. I remember when the, the, the downtown organization would, would uh, pressure wash the, the sidewalks. And I think that would mm -hmm. just be their job, you know, that sort of thing. Um, you've really leaned into this job. Um, you know, we knew you, or at least I knew you before through solstice and then you became, you, you, you got this position and, it seems like you're doing a, a great job. And at least from my observations that you really love it, you really enjoy I, it. I really do love it. It's, it's really a joy and privilege to be able to work with such a diverse cross-section of the community and find out what needs to be done and do my best to collaborate with a team of people to make it happen. So thank you for, for recognizing that. And it's been, it's been a, a great, but also wild ride. I started on May 7th and then two weeks later to the street, closed um, or opened to pedestrians, however you want to say it. And so through the pandemic and then certainly coming out of it and, and working with our com community has been a joy and a bit of a, uh, a crazy roller coaster ride at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, you picked good timing because, you know, you're, you and others, of course, are, are right in the heart of creating history of what state street santa barbara is going to look like for a long time to come so you're definitely going to go down as one of the the players in this conversation that helps shape things and um before we wrap up let's let's um kind of end on that which is mig the consultant uh the state street master plan you know i've written stories uh, i talk on jerry's show about this and we always joke of like you know, when's it going to be done, right? How long is it going to take? And more meetings. And, I, you know, the, the MIG is doing their thing, the master plan. You got the HLC over here. The council's talking about State Street every month. And it be, starts to feel really sort of like 
I don't know who's doing what now. But. There's a lot of elements going on. There's a lot of players in the mix, but our downtown is an amazing, very diverse place. So it needs a lot of community engagement. It needs a lot of conversation and bringing those diverse voices together and creating that you know positive friction where ideas are further understood and, and pushed out there in a different way. That's where we're at. We're at this like ripe moment in time where we've got master plan. We have pilot programs. We have changes in our organization to grow and change for the better good of downtown. And so we're right in that mix. So I think the community is feeling kind of that. What What is going on? This is exciting. And whoa, this is crazy. And this is a lot. And so I think that's that's where we're at. But, you know, really long-term change, places like the Santa Barbara Bowl or places like large-scale institutions like the Granada or the Libero, when they started, it was an idea and it took a long time to build these amazing spaces that now we grow, that, that we know and love. And so that's the moment that we're in. We have to be patient to get further in this moment so that we see, we realize the end goal. And right now we're in the mix of kind of the working through the parts and we'll get there. And yeah. it's, it's going pretty well, despite, you know, a lot of challenges, but it is, it is moving forward. Well, you said it perfectly. So I'm not even going to try to wrap up with another, <laughs> another question because um, you're, you know, you're right. It takes some time, but sometimes you've got to invest time in order to get the best outcome. And, um, you know, that's where we're in, right in the thick of it. So, uh, Robin, I really appreciate your time. Uh, always enlightening. And uh, just, uh, again, you do great work and uh, your organization does great work. And so I enjoy uh, reporting on everything you do. So I really appreciate all your work, Josh. And thank you so much for this opportunity. We'll see you around downtown. Yes. Take care. All right.